0: Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, because it was Thanksgiving week when I recorded it, I took a look at how you can enjoy a big family or friends feast without having a lot of guilt and without being the person that everybody talks about because I can't eat that, I can't eat that, whatever. So because, as I record this, we are still in the holiday season, and there's sure to be a lot more of these parties and feasts coming up, I thoroughly recommend that you, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to last week's podcast so you're not that guy or girl. This week, I'm going to look at the question of does it really matter how hard you exercise when you exercise now before i get into this i want to point out that all exercise is good following that with this statement that the absolute best kind of exercise is the one that you will do knowing that hard exercise gets kind of a bad rap because well it's hard um it's uncomfortable. So if you're not someone that's willing to endure the discomfort of a harder workout, it doesn't matter if it's better for you or not. If you're not gonna do it, then the milder exercise is much better if you'll just go ahead and do it. I'd also like to point out that even that any kind of exercise is good, once again. I get people that come to me and they think that you have to work out so hard you're about to throw up, and they get it from a lot of these competition shows, and I'm going to pick on The Biggest Loser because everybody's heard of The Biggest Loser, and they make those people work out so hard, it's totally unrealistic for the average person. Now, they get extreme results, too, so people see that and they think they should be able to get extreme results chances are very good that you're not going to exercise as long or as hard as people on the exercise contests. You're not going to have a chef controlling what all you eat, and you're probably not going to drop 20 pounds in one cycle. It's just that those are unrealistic goals. However, if you're one of the people that exists in the real world, there's still benefit in all kinds of exercise. Now, most of us have been to a gym or been on a treadmill or been wherever, and it had the uh, little designation of your fat burning zone. Your fat burning zone, you're gonna burn the most fat in an exercise if you keep your exercise at about 60% of your maximal level. However, that's a little bit misleading because if you're exercising at a lower rate, And you burn, say, 500 calories. You've still burned 500 calories. Your body has to replenish that somehow, either by burning fat or you by eating more. So, if you're doing steady-state exercise, really the total amount of calories burned is more important than the intensity of the exercise. So that fat-burning zone is very misleading. However. What I want to look at today is what's called high-intensity interval exercise. And it started back in about the 1950s being a real thing. And when you do it, you exercise at 80% or more of your maximum ability, which is fairly difficult. And you do it for a set amount of time, and then you rest for a set amount of time. So let's say that you're a runner. Then you're going to run at a sprint, for a set amount of time, and then you're going to walk to give yourself recovery for a set amount of time. You're going to do that repeatedly and make it a shorter workout. Usually they last about 30 minutes because if you're doing it at 80 to 90 percent of your uh, maximum workout, that's about all you can manage. And when you're doing high intensity interval exercise, it turns out that although in steady state exercise, burning 100 calories is burning 100 calories. In high-intensity interval exercise, it, the math doesn't always exactly work out. In one study, they took two groups of people, and they did one of them for a 20-week, notice it said 20-week program of steady-state endurance exercise, so basically mild jogging. And they burned an equivalent of 1,462 calories every week. They took another group and they did a 15-week program, so it's a, a five-week shorter program, and they burned 923 calories per week, so that's about 500 calories less per week. However, the high-intensity group lost nine times more fat than the steady-state group. So if you look at the math, those calorie, that calorie math does not add up. And in most of the studies that I looked at, it was a very special kind of fat that was targeted first. It was the abdominal fat, and abdominal fat is the worst fat for your health, and that's the fat, not the jiggly stuff on the outside of your belly, but when you've got the stuff underneath the muscle layer in your belly that makes the hard belly that's kind of fat, and that fat is what for lack of a better word, is choking your organs. And that's the stuff that's going to be most likely to cause health problems. And in several of the studies, people didn't lose overall weight, but they reproportioned things and lost significant amounts. Um, One of the studies I was looking at, in eight weeks, they lost 48% of, of their abdominal fat, which is an amazing amount. So when you look at this, it does have some really strong health benefits. And let's look at them. Now, this information is from a article published in 2011 in the Journal of Obesity. High-intensity interval exercises releases a lot of hormones that are responsible for increasing your metabolism. One they looked at was growth hormone. Now, when you're a kid, growth hormone makes you taller. Once you're an adult, you're not getting any taller. So, growth hormone in an adult is responsible for our metabolism. After just 30 seconds of high-intensity exercise, the amount of human growth hormone had increased. And an hour after finishing high-intensity exercise, you still had a 10 times higher amount of human hormone than at the baseline. So that's a very significant increase. And most of the protocols they looked at in this were eight-week protocols. Some of them had um, where you ran or did some type of exercise for two minutes and rested for three minutes. Some of them were as little as you I exercised for six seconds and rested for eight seconds. So there was a lot of different protocols within it, but it was all about eight weeks. And in these, um, there was an 18% reduction in subcutaneous fat. Most people lost about four and a half pounds, which is pretty good in eight weeks. If you happen to be type 2 diabetic, the a huge one was a 58% increase in insulin sensitivity and a 41% increase in overall um, fitness. Your your VO2 max, your cardiovascular fitness, went up by 41%, and most people lost two inches in the waist. So those pants that you've been either struggling to get into recently or that you'd given up and thought you're going to have to send them to Goodwill, you might be able to fit in those pants again. So that's that's a biggie. So high-intensity interval exercise is a very good form of exercise and here comes the if and it's a big if if you're willing to do it because high intensity interval exercise hurts it's going to make you tired it's going to make you sweat it's the kind of stuff you see on the Gatorade commercial where the people are dripping orange sweat although you're not going to actually drip orange sweat but you get the point it's going to be a little more difficult but it pays off tremendous benefits and also if you're time crunched you can get in the equivalent of a multiple hour exercise program in about 30 minutes so how do you do a high intensity interval exercise program it's pretty simple if you're wanting to do body weight exercises like calisthenics jumping jacks push ups that kind of thing just do them at a really high at the maximum you think you can you think your heart's going to jump out of your body you do that for a prescribed length of time in um, that kind of thing but 45 seconds seems to be the optimum and rest for 15 seconds and go back at it and do it for about 28 minutes. If you're going to run, do a sprint and then walk. If you're riding an exercise bike, pedal as hard as you possibly can for a given number of seconds and then pedal lightly for a given number of seconds. Whatever you normally do for exercise, do it in bursts, And you will see some really significant health benefits and that will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.